This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, Sirius XM Channel Channel 80, and on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. I am Amber Wilson. He's Mike Wells. We are taking you up until 7 o'clock Eastern. You can tweet to us at Amber W Sports at Mike Wells NFL. You can also always give us a call on the CC call in line at 888-SAY-ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. And Mike Wells, James Harden got paid. Kirby Smart got pay paid. And Kyler Murray got pay pay paid. I think might be... <laughs> The way to explain that one, Kyler Murray becomes the second highest paid quarterback in NFL history. He's agreed to a five-year extension worth $230.5 million, according to our very own Adam Schefter. The deal runs through the 2028 season and includes $160 million in guaranteed money, Mike Wells. The Cardinals officially announced this extension coming today. Murray was seen walking into the facility. The Rooks have reported training camp doesn't actually start for vets until next week, but it seems like things are A-OK between Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals, so he's happy to show up a little bit early. The average annual value of this deal, Mike Wells, is $46.1 million. Uh, Kyler got it done. Listen, the fact that... um Murray's agent and uh, and the Cardinals worked on the deal late into uh, Wednesday night. I would have slept on the front steps at Arizona's Cardinals facility if I were Kyler Murray because that might be the last time he has to do anything slumming, Amber, because my man got paid. And you, you just think, you know, General Manager John Kime has said that there was no – I mean, I said uh, – uh, Mr. Kime, he said that they were not going to – Steve Kime said they were not going to trade Kyler Murray at any point. I think he backed up his words – even if there are question marks on if Kyler is worth that type of dollar amount. I think what we what we saw out of this deal, Amber, is that players continue to control everything. Because the Arizona Cardinals, even though, you know, whether Kyler was taken off, you know, taking the Rams, I mean excuse me, the Cardinals off of his profile on Twitter, not putting him on there and stuff, he was always going to get his money. He was going to get money because the Arizona Cardinals did not have a backup plan and you knew it was gonna happen. But it man, the timing of it all. The fact that he is going to be averaging more money per year than Patrick Mahomes, a player who has won MVP, has won an MVP and a Super Bowl title already, and Kyler Murray has not sniffed anything close to that yet. But we know how we know how this business works. Once the bar is set, Amber, other players look to surpass it, and that's what Kyler Murray just did. That's exactly what Kyler Murray just did. It comes off, of course, the Deshaun Watson deal of $230 million, a fully guaranteed contract. So, of course, that still makes Watson the highest paid quarterback in NFL history. But to give some perspective here, I mentioned Kyler Murray now, $46.1 million average, whereas Patrick Mahomes' deal, uh, $45 million per year. Deshaun Watson is at $46 million on average. So, I mean, right now, Kyler Murray is in the elite, elite company in the NFL at the quarterback position in terms of how this deal is structured. Mike, do you consider Kyler Murray one of the elite, elite quarterbacks in the NFL? Uh no, I mean we just had we had the uh, Jeremy Fowler who does an incredible job for ESPN uh, ESPN had the ranking of top ten quarterbacks in the NFL uh, within the past two weeks done and you look at there's a lot of quarterbacks I would take over Kyler Murray he's very talented obviously he can beat you with his arm he can beat you with his feet but 
I'm a believer of what have you done to lead your franchise. The Arizona Cardinals, when you mention top teams in the NFC, you're not going to say the Arizona Cardinals are going to be right up there with the Green Bay Packers, whether they, whether they had Devontae Adams or not. You're not going to put them in the same category as the um, L.A. Rams who just won a Super Bowl. You're not going to put them with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Those guys have quarterbacks who, who know how to make the plays when necessary. Kyler Murray, he can look like an MVP candidate through the first part of the season, but when it's time to put your big boy britches on, Kyler Murray has kind of, he has not done well in that situation. I saw it last year on Christmas night when the Colts went into Arizona with a depleted roster and beat them on Christmas night. The track record says strong starter for Kyler Murray, but when it, at the end of the season, he has a tendency to tell off. And you don't want that out of your franchise quarterback. Now, we were talking about Kyler Murray in the context of that top 10 list. Remember that ESPN put out of the top 10 quarterbacks as we go into 2022, where Jeremy Fowler pulled the votes of executives and scouts collectively, and Kyler Murray did not make the top 10 quarterbacks list. And none of us really, I don't know how you felt, Mike, but none of us really on air had a huge problem with Kyler, right? I mean, everybody was out here arguing how Lamar Jackson needed to be part of the top 10 list. There weren't many people arguing that Kyler Murray needed to be part of the top 10 list. So most people don't consider Kyler Murray a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, but he certainly is a top 10 paid quarterback in the NFL. He's a top three paid quarterback in the NFL from that perspective. It's just the direction, the trajectory of where the market has gone for quarterbacks. And it's telling, I think, of the direction of the entire NFL. For some perspective, I saw our colleague, Myron Metgaff, tweet out, Donovan McNabb made $99.6 million in 13 seasons. And only 17 players have made more than $116 million in NFL history. The money is changing fast when Kyler Murray is now one of the 17 players who have made that kind of money in NFL history. It's just the trajectory of the entire sport. Yeah, listen, if I'm Lamar Jackson, knowing I don't have an agent, I'm going to get every penny myself, no agent fees. I'm drooling, Amber. I got a gigantic Mm -hmm. puddle of drool talking about. I've won an MVP. What has Kyler Murray? What has Kyler Murray done? I, he's not even a top 10, 11, 12, 13, maybe 13 quarterback in the NFL. So Lamar Jackson, I'm like, I'm about to blow him out of the waters. And the Baltimore, if I'm the Baltimore Ravens, I'm cringing. I'm like, oh, boy, we're going to have to pay Lamar because he's going to use Kyler's lucrative, gigantic contract against us when it comes to negotiating. The Ravens might have might, might kick themselves in the rear end and say we should have got, got a deal done sooner. Now, Kyler Murray has done a lot in the interim to get this deal done, right? And we're finally here. I mean, frankly, I think we all expected this would probably get done before training camp because the Cardinals have been so emphatic. You mentioned it earlier about the fact that they're not going to trade him and that they are, in fact, going to get a deal done with him. So I guess erasing everything Cardinals from his Instagram was successful, Mike Wells. And that's what the kids do these days, right? And you're seeing it with Lamar Jackson uh, on social media as well right now as he goes through his contract negotiations. Ultimately, the pressure that Kyler Murray put on the Arizona Cardinals, even if you don't think that he's a top 10 quarterback, it worked because quarterbacks right now are that important in the NFL. A lot of people have concerns because of the way that Kyler handled this. I don't know if you like how this has been handled from Kyler the last few months, but it's inarguable that it worked. No, it it completely did work. It it, it was like, you know, Kyler's like, man, 
Oh, wait, see, patience paid off, and I decided to, you know, be, I call it, you, you made, uh, you, you ran off all those P's about getting paid. There's one P you left out of this, Amber, and that's petty. And that's what Ky- I felt like Kyler Murray was being petty earlier in the offseason. But you know what? I'm sure Kyler doesn't care because he's going to look at his, his checking account and he's going to say, look at all that money in there. Because how I handled it, it definitely paid off. But the pressure is going to be on there. And the pressure is going to be there for Kyler because – He's going to have to take the Cardinals to the next level. He can't just get them to the wild card on the playoffs. He's got to take them ahead of the L.A. Rams in the NFC West. They have to make a run, and they have the weapons to do it. They have the personnel around around him to do it. But as we've seen over and over again, if you don't have a quarterback that can make plays when necessary, the odds of having success and being able to win are going downhill. There's a reason why the 49ers are moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo. He couldn't make plays. He didn't do it in the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs. That's why they moved on to him and they're going to Trey Lance. So Kyler Murray's going to have to not just be a quarterback. He's going to have to be a damn incredible quarterback for the Cardinals now. The pressure is on, Kyler. You got paid like the second best quarterback in the NFL. Nobody really right now believes that you are that, but certainly the pressure is on to prove us all wrong now that you got paid. This is Kansas and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson and Mike Wells. We are filling in for the guys. We are taking you up until 7 o'clock Eastern today. We are going to continue the Kyler Murray conversation. The breaking news in the NFL. Kyler Murray finally got his extension. He got his deal done. He obviously will be fully reporting to training camp. He will be out there starting for the Arizona Cardinals. We don't know about Lamar Jackson. We're still on the Lamar Jackson watch uh, but one less quarterback to be on the watch for now that that Kyler Murray got paid. So we will continue to unpack that in just a moment but first a word from indeed if you're finding yourself needing to find your next great hire then you need indeed arizona they don't need to find their next great hire anymore they got their guy their hiring solution makes it simple to attract interview and hire candidates all in one place just sponsor a post and get matched instantly with quality candidates whose resumes on indeed meet your job description you can conveniently schedule and conduct virtual video interviews right from indeed the hiring dashboard. Visit indeed.com slash credit card and earn up to $500 on sponsored job credits when you conduct virtual interviews, terms, and conditions may apply. So to bring in some help with this breaking news in regards to Kyler Murray, we bring in Mike Tannebaum, ESPN's NFL front office insider. And Mike, I mean, Kyler, he he got it done. Uh, we had, remember the Instagram scrubbing from yesteryear, and here we are. He is the second highest paid quarterback in the NFL. What is your reaction? Um, I think it's a little bit high for Kyler Murray. I think he's a really good player. But what I don't see is big improvement year over year. So, look, they have a good quarterback. I understand why you would want to keep him. Just felt like the average per year, in my mind, it's really hard to make him the second-highest-paid player quarterback uh, in the league. How much How much pressure is on Kyler now, knowing that the Cardinals – you know, went ahead and gave him the you know that lucrative contract to make him his second highest paid in, in the league as far as being able to take the Arizona to the next level and try to get a Super Bowl down there in uh, Glendale. Yeah, I, I think there's going to be pressure when you're the first pick in the draft. You're the face of the franchise. Look, he's been a great player going back to high school guys, so I think he's used to that. But no doubt about it, the expectations have been set. You know, um, he's going to have to play at a high level for a long time for this contract to work out well for Arizona. 
Mike Tannebaum joining us, ESPN Front Office Insider, Amber Wilson and Mike Wells filling in for the guys here on Canty and Carlin. Uh, So, Mike, it's interesting because we know that Cliff Kingsbury had gotten his extension signed through 2027 with this Arizona team before, long before really Kyler got his same agent, I believe, if I recall off the top of my head. Do you think that these two extensions and contracts have anything to do with each other at this point? Or are they just totally independent? Kyler is going to be their guy now that he got this five-year extension, regardless of what happens at the head coaching position. Yeah, I think that's right. I think the way you got to look at it is, if you're Arizona, what are your options? So, again, Kyler Murray's game is far from perfect. Again, I wish there was more improvement year over year than we've seen. But when you think about what are their options, you know, while the draft looks better this year, it's a long ways away and you don't know where you're going to draft. So um, I think all in all you have to say, hey, we got a quarterback. Let's build around them. Uh, and right now, obviously, you know, they're happy with their head coach as well. Hey, Mike, there's there's another quarterback out there who is looking to get paid uh, also, and that is Lamar Jackson, the Ravens uh, QB. How does what the amount of money that Kyler got, how much does that favor Lamar in trying to, you know, essentially possibly break the bank as far as contract goes? Yeah, I think that one's easy for me. If I'm Lamar, I walk into the Ravens front office and say, hey, you know, Deshaun Watson just got a full year, you know, a fully guaranteed contract for – you know, $46 million a year, and that's what I want. And uh, I've played as good as Deshaun Watson. I've been impeccable on and off the field. And while I'm not asking you for more than Deshaun Watson, I don't think that I deserve any less than he gets. Lamar Jackson has to love this, Mike Tannenbaum, right? I mean, every quarterback that gets paid, it seems to just reset the market. Obviously, Watson's still the highest paid, but even what they just did with Kyler, because most people, of course, think Lamar is the better quarterback. Do you think that there's any chance that he's actually playing, starting out there on the field, risking bodily injury on a last year of a rookie deal if they don't get one done? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, there's a new sort of expression making its way in league circles, guys, which is not a holdout, but a hold-in, meaning he shows up so he doesn't get fined, but he doesn't put himself in harm's way either. So, you know, a lot, lot to be said of, like, what's going to happen, but I think there's a real possibility he shows up but doesn't play. You know, uh, obviously quarterbacks are always a hot topic. Um, the San Francisco 49ers uh, have given J- Jimmy Garoppolo permission to seek a trade and go elsewhere, which is not breaking news. As you look at the landscape of the NFL, where do you think the best landing spot for Jimmy G is? Cleveland. You know, assuming Deshaun Watson is going to miss a bunch of time, I think it's going to be Cleveland. So um, that's to me what's uh, my expectation. If, if he's not a 49er, that would certainly be the best spot for him. So 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 what so obviously if 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 Cleveland it, let's assume he goes to Cleveland and then when Deshaun comes back um, is it just a matter of then you move on from Jimmy try to trade Jimmy G once again? Well, they have a really good team, so to have you know some depth of that position for one year certainly could hurt. You know they have Jacoby Brissett, and again the big variable I think is you know how long of a suspension is Deshaun Watson looking at? That's what we are all waiting to find out. Still. Uh, Mike Tannebaum, ESPN NFL front office insider. Tannebaum, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it. What are your thoughts, Mike Wells, on what he just said with Jimmy Garoppolo? I mean, it's certainly not the first time I've heard somebody bring up 
the Cleveland Browns that they should trade for Garoppolo. Doesn't seem like they're doing that. They're very much working out backup quarterbacks. There's a report out there today that they're working out Josh Rosen. Nobody's bringing in Josh Rosen to be a starter, I wouldn't imagine. I would imagine that's a backup role to Jacoby Brissett. We had the report from Mary Kay Cabot uh, from the Cleveland Plain Dealer last week that they are looking for a backup quarterback if Deshaun Watson is suspended for a significant period of time. So not much indication out of actual Browns camp that they're considering getting a different starter than Brissett, but I think we all think Garoppolo's probably an upgrade from Jacoby Brissett. Oh, man, I always feel like I'm picking on Jimmy, I mean, uh, picking on Jacoby Brissett, because I had him for a couple years with the Colts. You watched him last year in Miami Mm -hmm. at the start of the season. I think you and I probably cringe quite a bit when Jacoby Brissett is playing quarterback. My question is, if I'm Jimmy Garoppolo, do you want to go to Cleveland? Let's just say Deshaun gets suspended eight games or a full year and just kind of be in. And then once once Deshaun comes back, you're having to find a new place. And, I, you know, I, I still believe Seattle's the best destination, but I'm not sure San Francisco would send Jimmy Garoppolo in the same division and have to face him twice. Uh, but, you know, the Cleveland Browns are in a tough situation. Cleveland should have thought more. They should have been smarter in this approach, knowing once they got Deshaun Watson that it was a possibility they could be without their starting quarterback for an extended time period, and they should have gotten a better quarterback than Jacoby Brissett to potentially to step in and be a starter. I think it's an interesting idea to bring in a veteran quarterback to start over Jacoby Brissett. You make the Brissett the backup, you rock with Jimmy G, and you go after it. If Watson's suspended for the entire season, that's then different. I, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. Then I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah because it, I understand then trading away what what you have to. I mean, still, I don't think the asking price is going to be much because it's twenty seven million dollar cap hit on your books, right, or whatever you end up absorbing of that. You're probably trying to negotiate San Francisco to try to take some of that on. But that's the whole reason San Francisco wants to move on from Jimmy G. And then we know that with Baker, you only got a fifth round pick in return, so it's not like you're going to have to give up something insane for Jimmy Garoppolo. Nevertheless, you bring him in, and if you have a full season with him, I get it from both perspectives. Obviously, I get it from the Browns' perspective because they have a really good team, so it's not a wasted season for them, or you would hope not, with Jimmy G at the helm. But then I also get it from the Jimmy Garoppolo perspective in that scenario, Mike, because, hey, now I have an entire season on a very good team because any of these other teams that might be interested, frankly, are not going to probably be very good teams, so now I'm on a very good team. I have an entire season to show what I've got, and then I'm going to go get paid by somebody. So I would sign up for it for the scenario where I'm looking for a deal after this one year and not necessarily in the place because obviously we know it's not going to come from the Browns. But I would only sign up for it if I'm Jimmy Garoppolo if it's a significant period of time. I mean, you're not signing up for it for five games and then Watson comes in and then you're sitting on the bench the rest of the season. That's probably not enough time to show your stuff. You'd probably rather be in a different situation than that. And you think about it, you can't say five games. You know, just again, we're just throwing numbers out. We don't know how many games Deshaun Watson's going to be suspended, but five, six games plus Jim, training camp starts next week. Right. So Jimmy Garoppolo would be playing catch up, and there's no guarantee he would be ready to start by week one. Now, if you got the whole, if Deshaun Watson is suspended the entire season, hey, jump both feet in and use this season to show yourself off because the Cleveland Browns they have 
nice players on that entire roster. So they have a chance to make some noise and Jimmy Garoppolo to get paid and uh, get a starting job with another team in 2023. I mean, Trubisky stood next to Josh Allen and has a starting job. So there you go. If, if, if Jimmy G is out there actually playing, then it stands to reason if it looks pretty good that, yes, he would get another starting job. But coming up next, Kyler Murray is not the only big deal that we've seen in the last 24 hours. We will get to that next. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news! Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Amber Wilson and Mike Wells filling in for the guys here on Canty and Carlin. Canty and Carlin is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. So Carla Murray, not the only one in the world of sports who got paid over the last 24 hours, Mike Wells. We also learned that James Harden got paid, but less than he was supposed to get paid because he could have opted in to his player option and been paid $47.4 million for this upcoming season. Instead, he declined the option. Now he's going to be making $33 million for this upcoming season. Then he's got an additional player option for the following season, $35.6 million. So a total $68.6 million deal if he ends up opting in for the second year of that deal and exercising the whole thing. It is a pay cut, though. Mike Wells, it's less than James Harden could have made. So what I'm is sorry, this? Wait, wait, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm You're laughing. laughing. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing. I'm laughing because yes, it is. It is a pay cut. I'm not going to knock him. It is. It is a pay cut. Are you not going to knock him? Sounds like you might knock him. <laughs> Man, but you're still getting thirty three million dollars for next year. I mean, I, I, he'll be okay. He'll be okay off of. But I, I, I laugh. I kind of chuckle because when people say he took a pay cut, man. He's still getting a whole lot of money, so I, I'm, I'm not upset about him. And I know I tease, I tease about James Harden because, as a basketball player, the last couple of years he's driven me crazy with his style of play. But his unselfishness here to take a pay cut and put the 76ers in position to add better talent around he and Joel Embiid mm-hmm. to make a run in the Eastern Conference. I give him, I got mad props for him for that. Mad props for him taking that approach instead of saying. It's all about the money, me, 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 me. He said, I'll take a pay cut to help the roster out because the reality is, you know, that's one thing as good as Joel and James are, they are lacking an appearance in the NBA Finals. They, they're they not even, you know, they've gotten closer, close to it, but they've not gotten there. So we'll see what happens on what the 76ers can do. If they screw it up, though, if I'm James, I'm like, hey, I took this pay cut for you guys to get us knocked out in the playoffs early. Forget that. So 
Well, he might have something to do with that, right? Like, we're going to need a little bit more out of James Harden in order for them to not get knocked out of the playoffs. That's the reality of this situation. It's also why, frankly, what he did is impressive. Because there's not a big market out there for James Harden right now coming off of this past season, which ends up being disappointing. We know everything James Harden brings to the table. Plus, he's not trying to look for a market because he was committed to the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm -hmm. He opts out not to force their hand. He opts out to help them. And it is commendable when you're talking about a player that obviously wants you opt out. You're going to be leaving a lot of money on the table because the whole purpose of you opting out is so that you leave money on the table to help sign other guys. And that's exactly what happened here. I mean, yes, 33 million still sounds like a whole lot of money to me and you, Mike Wells, but so does the 15 roughly million dollars that he left on the table this season. And so I do give him credit for that because it allowed that team to go sign PJ Tucker, a player that I'm really high on as a Miami Heat fan, I can tell you, and Daniel House to bring in the extra help there. And for those guys, guys to be able to sign the mid-level and so I do think it's commendable that James Harden appears to be leaving his own money on the table in order to be team first guy in this situation because he recognizes what's the difference between what happened to us last season in the postseason and actually making it through an Eastern Conference title and hopefully an NBA title this season it's adding some extra pieces that we so desperately need. And so he's trying to help facilitate the team in doing that. And it appears that in the interim, he has done that. Now let's not get crazy. Like he can still get paid. He can still make up this money down the line. If he has some sort of handshake deal, which maybe he does with Daryl Morey where, Hey, in in another year, right? Like we can, we can do this song and dance again. I could, first of all, you could opt out again. Right. And we can do this song and dance. And now you have to pay me for five years or whatever it is. And we can make that. You can make this up to me. Or he opts in and then we have that conversation after another year. But it's still, I I think at his age and where he's at, where he's in his 30s, and yes, it's early 30s, but James Harden feels like not an early 30s player because maybe hasn't always taken the best care of himself. I do think there's some risk involved in him doing this. So I commend him for that. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I, I, listen, basketball wise, he, he judged me crazy with his pound, 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 pound. But, um, he just, you know, in, in an age where, Way too many athletes are worried about just themselves and trying to get their money, which, hey, there's, they've reached this elite level of being in a position to want to get as much money as possible. James Harden essentially said, it's not strictly about me in this situation. It is about trying to help the 76ers compete against your Miami Heat, against the Milwaukee Bucks against the Boston Celtics, against the top teams in the Eastern Conference because – Every year, the talk is this is this is the year. This is the year the 76ers are going to get there. And whether it's a Joel Embiid injury situation or just not playing to the level they're capable of, they have fallen short from there. And now Harden said, all right, let's get these pieces because Joel and I can't do it all by ourselves. Tobias Harris can't. Can't, uh, you know, can't do it by himself. We have to have guys here that are capable of knocking down the open shots when teams are keying in. And that's what, that's what the 76ers did. And I know you hate seeing PJ Tucker leave South Beach, mm-hmm, South Florida. I do. But hey, I can see he's going to have a field day with that corner three point shot when teams are sagging in off the drive or doubling Joel down. PJ's going to be set up in that corner and knocking down an open three. And he gives him another defender that's going to be necessary for all the top wings. Listen, I can't wait to see him and Jimmy Butler go toe to toe against each other in, in the playoffs next season. So, but now 
the pieces are there. Let's see what happens on what uh, Philadelphia can do next season once the, the regular season gets rolling. Well, and there was a little flirting after the 76ers got knocked out of the postseason between Joel Embiid and that Miami Heat team because Embiid and Jimmy Butler are, are BFFs. And so there was a little flirting there where Embiid was saying that he wanted the toughness of that Heat team. And he got the toughness because P.J. Tucker is the toughness of that Heat team, right? Plus, P.J. Tucker has the championship pedigree from Milwaukee. So I think he's actually a huge addition. I don't have a problem with the fact that the Heat didn't give him that deal. I wouldn't have given him that deal at 37 years old either. But I think it's smart in the in the immediacy, I don't know how it looks in a couple years, in the immediacy this upcoming season, it feels like right now the 76ers are all in on trying to win. And that's what you need to do when Joel Embiid is playing at an MVP caliber level, is to capitalize right now on his prime. And the way to do that is to bring in more help. So I credit James Harden for doing this. I do think he deserves the credit. We don't always give James Harden much credit these days, Mike Wells. I don't feel like there's been a lot of positivity around James Harden since like peak Houston days, right? But he does deserve some credit here and some positivity. Now, again, I mean, he can make it up on the back end, right? I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know if he's Mother Teresa out here. Like, there's things that he can do. <laughs> so basically, the- say, let's let's not sit there and crown him the top dog for 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 what he did because there are still issues with James Harden, the player. Potentially. There's issues with James Harden, the player. There's issues with what you do moving forward. We may have an issue again after this season if he decides to opt in or opt out. So we might be having these conversations again. But at least in terms of this upcoming season, him helping the roster and Daryl Morey, his buddy, we know the relationship that they have stemming back many years with the flexibility that he just provided that organization for this upcoming season, it's certainly commendable. So we will continue to talk about these monster extensions in sports. But coming up next, we talked about the impact of the V Foundation for much of yesterday's show. We did a really, really special show here at ESPN Radio that I was honored to participate in. Last night, we saw Jimmy V's impact directly when Dick Vitale got on stage at the ESPYs. I want to play you some of that because it was so, so special. That's next. This is ESPN Radio. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. ESPYs were last night, Mike Wells, and I don't know if you got a chance to see Steph Curry. He, of course, had the witty liners like all good ESPYs hosts have. And on one of those liners, he (laughs) took an opportunity to make fun of my brethren, Miami Heat fans. And I was highly offended by this joke. Here was Steph Curry, the Warriors guard, hosting the ESPYs last night. Take a listen. 
We're in the fourth quarter of the show, which means all the uh, L.A. fans are finally here. Appreciate y'all showing up. <clears throat> it also means all the Miami fans are already gone. So uh, thanks for coming. I mean, come on. <laughs> is, is he lying, Amber? I, he listen, lying? it was one time. It happened to be the NBA final. So it's a bad time that one time. We get a bad reputation. Miami Heat fans were locked outside of the building. It's when Ray Allen hit his shot. Everybody thought the game was over at that point. It was very much not over. They go on to win that NBA Finals. That was game six. They go on to win game seven. So, yes, it has happened very famously in the past that Miami Heat fans left an arena early, like as if they're the only ones who leave an arena early. I mean, come on. Normally they show up late to the game because I spent plenty of time on those whiteout nights, and it's the start of the second quarter, and it's not like people are in the concourse excuse me, buying an adult beverage or something, they're just making their way in at the start of the second quarter and making their grand appearance. Miami traffic, we've got things to do down there. So so you were one of those Nightclubs and and restaurants outside and ocean to look at. It's a very busy life, Mike Wells, and so you can't get to the arena on time. It's just (laughs) how it works. You get to FTX a little bit late. And then I actually uh, would argue that they're not there buying adult beverages because I assure you, when the arena looks empty, live somehow still at the arena is packed, as is the uh, fancy, like, club underneath if you're there if you've uh, ever witnessed that so there are people and that's probably the problem in los angeles too in fairness because he took a little shot there at lakers fans uh maybe there's a commonality between the two glamour markets if you will yes ah uh, glamour, glamour markets. markets that's the way and I, i'm gonna sit here you know i spent 10 years covering the nba and i have to acknowledge that there would be times i would take my time getting to my press my press row seat or when they moved us up top to kind of venture through and check out the scenery in the Staples Center, There's- and also when it was called American Airlines mm-hmm. Arena Back in the down there in Miami. So I get it. I, I get a lot of beautiful people down there, and I would like to look at those things, too. So I, I get why they want to be seen making their way to their high-priced seats. Yes, they want to be seen because it is a scene. And there's a lot to look at. There's a lot to take in. There's a lot to do. Again, Mike Well, So really, it's not our fault. It's just where we live. And y'all wish you did, too. Amber Wilson and Mike Wells filling in for the guys here on Canty and Carlin. You can tweet to us at Mike Wells NFL at Amber W Sports. And Mike, I don't know if you were on air yesterday on our airwaves, but yesterday was a really, really special day here at ESPN Radio because it was not just ESPYs Day. We just talked about the ESPYs, but it was also V Foundation Day here at ESPN Radio where we were raising funds for the fight against cancer and for cancer research. And the V Foundation is an unbelievable organization because 100% of your donations, every single cent goes straight towards cancer research. You can feel 100% about where your money goes because... 100% of it goes exactly where it should when you donate to that charity. So we are asking you that you continue to donate, even though we passed on from V Foundation Day. It is always V Foundation Day here officially at ESPN Radio. V.org slash donate is where you go. We are still saying that donations right now are being matched. We have a private donor who's willing to match donations up to $1 million. So your donation will be doubled up to $1 million. So yesterday was an unbelievable day. And it's in honor of Dick Vitale that that anonymous donor came forward and agreed to donate up to $1 million in matched donations. 
he was inspired or she was inspired by Dick Vitale's story. And we know Dickie V has been going through his own cancer battle. Mike Wells, he spoke at the ESPY Awards last night. Here was Dick Vitale at the 2022 ESPYs receiving the Jimmy V Award. It doesn't matter race, religion. It'll bring it to your knees. There's only one way to beat it, my friends. We got to raise dollars and give the oncologists a fighting chance. I close by simply saying, keep chasing your dreams, keep chasing your goals. And to me, all of you in this room are special winners in the game of life and what you've done to pursue your goals. And remember, just remember, perseverance plus passion plus pride equals win in the game of life. God bless. Thank you. Well, you know, Amber, I got, first off, I got to tell you, I was actually in my car at the end of the show last night with you and Harry Douglas last night. And uh, my son, I take my son to a basketball training and started at seven. And he always likes to get there early. But I made him sit in the car and listen to the end of the show because unfortunately, and I'm about to get emotional, uh, he never met my mom, his grandma, because she passed away from cancer um, in 2010 and he was born in 2011. And I made him listen to the importance of raising money for cancer research. My mom passed away from a multiple, um, multiple myeloma after seven years of battling it. So I give you props. I heard your story uh, on the show. So um, I knew we were doing a show together today and I want to make sure instead of sending you a text, I wanted to say it on the air. Everybody who beats cancer, I have so much respect for because I saw the battles of seven years that my mom went through, and I know it had to be tough on you at times with chemo and everything, so I have so much respect for you in that area, and I know we're supposed to be talking about Jimmy V, but I knew I was going to say this on the air when you and I worked together today. Well, I appreciate that very much. Uh, Yeah, and we did the special show yesterday. I was on air on this show with Harry Douglas, and I shared my own cancer story because I battled cancer about five years ago. I was diagnosed when I was just 32, and I also shared the story about losing my mother because I also lost my mother to cancer. I lost her to brain cancer, a really aggressive brain cancer uh, within about eight months of her diagnosis, and she passed away when I was eight months pregnant, so she also never got to meet her grandson, uh, like how your son never got to know your mother. And so I can certainly relate to that. I talk to my son all the time about my mother, you know, watching over us and all that. And, and that is, of course, the cost of cancer. There's a million hopeful stories, though, out there as well. And I hope we conveyed that on air yesterday. I hope mine can serve as one of those. Dick Vitale's story hopefully can serve as one of those as well, because he appears to be in remission right now and he's battled through everything because he also had a vocal cord surgery in the midst of his cancer his blood cancer battle as well so just inspirational characters and it just shows you that nobody's immune to it mike wells at all nobody is immune to this fight against cancer it doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete if you're a celebrity if you're a professional broadcaster if you're fit young healthy it makes no difference cancer doesn't discriminate which is why We need so badly more donations for cancer research. So more lives like mine, like Div Gaitel's, can be saved. V.org slash donate is how you donate. And I'm just so glad to hear that that you're teaching your son that as well, just the importance of cancer research, because that's really the difference like that would have been potentially the difference for your mom if more science and more research and, and more approaches and and just more ways to fight this this terrible, terrible thing. 
Yeah, it is. You know, that's why, you know, anything cancer related, I am always all ears on, whether it's, you know, I'm listening and I'm learning. I'm still I'm still learning 12 years later about, you know, cancer and always wanting to donate money. And it it, it was great. It was great seeing Dickie V up there and, and, you know, telling his story, still cracking some jokes out there and everything. You know, it, so, again, you know, you're a prime example that you can beat cancer. Dickie V is a prime example. There's a number of stories mm-hmm. of people who have beaten cancer and hopefully we will continue to be able to tell those stories for years to come yeah i want to give my brother a shout out he donated yesterday a thousand dollars to the v foundation but you don't have to have it like that coming off of my story and our call to action any single dollar counts it does not have to be a large donation at all and remember it'll be matched up to one million dollars so v.org slash donate canty and carlin we continue on next